Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. Bitcoin or gold, and can gold possibly double from here? That is some of the points I'd like to address here today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Steady Wealth Podcast. I'm excited today because we are really just about to round up 2023, hence the, if you're watching this on YouTube, the the holiday colors here. We might do another episode here before the year is up, or maybe even two if, it, if everything goes right, but I do want to look towards 2024. And in last week's episode, what we did is we had a, a look at Bitcoin, and I've always looked at Bitcoin as really... The only thing I've ever looked at it as, to be honest with you, is a, diverse, a source of diversification. This is going to lead into gold, by the way, and why I think gold could double from here. But what has happened here over the course of this year and really the past number of years is more of an inst- institutionalization of Bitcoin. And the ETF that is likely, according to sources out there this is not certainly not my uh my 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 base case from my information i can just hear from what i can hear an etf is likely to get announced for bitcoin that would make it an official asset class right for institutional money and so those kinds uh, of uh, big money allocators will no longer would no longer have to be limited to investing in bitcoin either through esoteric instruments structured products uh, or options markets or equity markets that are not directly Bitcoin itself. So uh, having said that, let's take a step back and let's understand or at least ponder the idea of capital preservation through the lens of spending power preservation. And when we look at the options we have out there of different assets we can potentially choose from when it comes to something that has the power to rise more than not only the rate of inflation but also the rate of governments essentially debasing fiat currency there's really only a few choices out there that are growing fast enough some of them are growing tech stocks really heavy ones like the Microsoft, heavy weighted ones, I should say, have Microsoft, Apple, the Googles of the world. They've run a lot and they could certainly go up more, but they've had a huge run. There's other stuff that falls into the same category as being able to preserve our spending power. And gold has done a really good job at that. So I want to take a look at gold here and, and look at that. also talk about a couple of charts and how I come to the conclusion that we could see a double and quite frankly, wouldn't be totally far-fetched to see a fourfold move from here over the course of the next four to five plus years. And that's an outlandish forecast and I'm not known for that. I don't like to make those kind of things, but I want to at least throw it out there because I am thinking about that as a way out there 
you know, kind of uh, idea. Before we look at that, though, and kind of look at what would get us to for gold to double the IE go from 2000 to 4000, maybe ultimately to 8000. Let me just quickly take this back to Bitcoin, because Bitcoin from a growth perspective, and I'm just going to look at another chart here or another statistic. If you look at Bitcoin, the way it's grown over the years, I'm just looking at the five year look back here. Bitcoin's up about 1,200% uh, over, over the past five years. The S&P 500 has done very well. It's up 90%. That's a lot for the S&P. Over the past 10 years, just to give us a perspective, Bitcoin's up 7,850%. The S&P's up 200%. Again, that's a huge move for the S&P. It's just that Bitcoin is such a big mover. And again, I'm not, this is not iron hands and what do they call it? Gold and laser eyes, or whatever. It's like, I'm not an only Bitcoin guy. I'm not even close. I have a tiny allocation, but I think it, it starts to make sense, particularly if it does get approved more and, and we could potentially see a parabolic move. I would not be totally against that idea either. Anyway, so that's what's going on there. Year to date, that's speaking to 2023, basically at this point, uh, coins up about 165% the S&P, another great year, up 22%. We'll see where we are. Once the calendar turns on October 31st. So anyway, so far for that. So from so far, so good on that. What I'm trying to say is that gold is one thing that's done well to preserving our purchasing power. Large, good and large growing tech stocks have done that too. And then there's Bitcoin, right? So those are the kind of our choices. There's not a heck of a lot more. Currencies are mean reverting. For the most part, commodities tend to be mean reverting. Uh, over many years, uh, all those a few bull markets that are that feel strongly like uranium. You can look at the symbol URL, for example, as a long term story as the nuclear energy comes back on the floor. And a couple other things. Let, let me just leave it at that. Let's let's dig into gold. And what I would like to just point out here again, just to make this very clear, I'm not a person that likes to make outlandish uh, calls on, on 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 stocks or different things. But let me just ponder this, and and you guys know what you think about this. Would would love to hear. Um, let me uh, let me show you, and I'm going to quickly show you the the chart here, and I'll talk about this. So if you're seeing this on on YouTube, that's great. Otherwise, I'm just talking about it, which is perfectly fine. But the, what I'll show you here first, get this started, this conversation, or this idea, of what would get us to see gold to go to four thousand. Let's again quickly take a step back and and go back to what I mentioned here a second ago which is the idea that the purchasing power erosion and what central banks are essentially forced to do at this point because of the amount of debt we have is to basically just, again, further debase the currencies. It's already been happening for a long time. I think we're at a point where that's going to start accelerating. And there's another school of thought here, and again, this will get us to the charts. What you know, we're getting to such a point, and this is not just a US-centric perspective, uh, the Europeans have a lot of debt. The Japanese have a lot of debt. The Japanese have been doing yield curve and control for a long time now. And so debt is a, is a global problem. But we're reaching a point now, I think, where both where bond yields are, that relates to Europe as, as well as the United States. I'm talking more U.S.-specific here. And what has what that means in terms of the acceleration of debt, where holders that are non-U.S. holders of, let's say, treasury debt, and again, you can draw this similar, if not same parallel to, United, to, to Europe, might start to lose interest in that kind of paper at the margin, right? We've already seen pullback, pullback in demand from 
for example, Chinese buyers and other countries around the world in U.S. debt. Some of it may be for political reasons, which is not really the point of my commentary here, nor the point of a podcast, but maybe there's some of that. But really, the other thing that I'm going to focus on is more the what it means from a, a credibility perspective. Uh, I credit there is some geopolitical risk there as well in terms of what uh, the United States did, for example, some of the funds that, that Russia had where they froze them. Anyway, long story short, I think there's a bull case here for gold. So let me talk about what would potentially get us to 4,000. First of all, for some perspective, and I'm, and I'm going to talk about this while clicking around a chart. So if you're watching this, uh, you'll see it. If not, you'll, again, you're not going to miss a beat. I'm just going to quickly go through this. Let me, first of all, long looking at long-term things like this, I typically find it in, uh, important to use something called a log chart. If you don't know what a logarithmic chart is, Go Google that quickly. It's a simple thing. It just basically means you don't have, you have a better perspective on unmoves. But let me just give you an idea. So for example, having a multi-year, very steep run in gold is not impossible. It happened before. It is likely going to happen again. I think maybe we're getting close to that point. So for example, let's go all the way back to the year before I was born in 1976. Gold rallied about 700% over the course of, let's call that four years. Maybe it's a bit less. So that's 700 and something percent. Then uh, gold basically was dormant for, depending on how we want to measure this, but I'm going to say it was really dormant for, from 1980 to about 2003. That's 23 years. It's a long time, right? Most investors don't have a career uh, as long as that. But let's assume the bear market for gold kind of started ending uh, around 2003 and again we could argue for weeks about around what, what that really means is it when we took out the high again whatever but the point is that there was a big run that uh, took place of about 400 percent from 2003 to about 2011. if we were to take it from the, the more or less the highs in 1980 1979 to the highs of 2011 that's 171%. So even if we go with the median, let's say 200% move from here. So a 200% move from here, and gold right now, as I'm recording, is around $2,000 an ounce. A 200% move gets us to about $6,000. What if we only get 100% move? And it only is a lot, right? I'm just saying it's a big move. But a 50% move from here is 3000 a percent, a move of 100% gets us to 4,000. So in many ways, the continuation of the trend of gold, particularly at this juncture where the macroeconomic forces truly are a tailwind, as far as I'm concerned, to this idea, they were very strong. They were arguably as strong as, it, certainly as strong as I've seen them in my career. I can't speak for generations before me, although I was in the markets uh, from the year, actually before the year 2000, the mid nineties, although very early on a greenhorn, but I do remember that big, that big gold run and, and which of course abruptly ended in 2011. And since then gold has done zero zip, not a nothing, absolutely zero. By, by the way, the S&P 500 for the past two years, by the way, the S&P 500 went sideways from the year 2000 to the year 2013, I think, or 2000. 2000, uh, let me not speak smack here. 2000 to 2013, yeah, 13 years. Now there was bear markets and bull markets in between, but it was a secular bear market. And so basically gold in, in that sense, and I'm looking at, I'm talking about gold futures here when I talk about the, the 2000 
those levels, the $2,000 an ounce, of course, the GLD just take off a zero. But, but again, if we were to look at that, it's not an outlandish move to think that gold could double from here over the course of, let's say, a couple of years. Maybe it's three years. I don't, it could happen quicker. I don't know. But um, given all that, I do think that whether one plays this, depending on where you are in the world and what your portfolio looks like and taxes and this and that, whatever, but there's so many different ways of trading this. I'm almost reluctant to even go there, but if you are a US-based investor or someone has that has dollar, that's a dollar investor where you have no problem with ETFs, then buying the GLD ETF makes sense. There are so many strategies that one can apply there. We like to write bull put spreads below the market in a very specific way, no, no short-term options, by the way, that's very important. Covered calls on GLD or related uh, gold uh, equities uh, is another interesting way. A lot of stuff that has to do with building a base portfolio with treasuries, risk-free three-month risk three, three three bills still generate a nice return, add gold on that. The point is, gold does not pay a dividend. There's no yield. That's one of the criticisms, and I talked about this to to pretty decent extent this week. Gold does not pay uh, a a yield, and so some people are reluctant. And there's pulled something up on on Google or on YouTube. You hear a lot of people rant about the fact that gold sucks because of the yield. There are right now. Speak about my career, which is about 25 years old right now. I think this. I've not seen a better time to generate yield owning gold again gold does not own yields so or whether you buy does not offer a yield so whether we buy a gold spot like physical gold whether we do some of the futures there's a whole other story in terms of leverage or whether it's just buying an etf like gld which you know some people don't want to do because they're concerned that the gld doesn't have hold enough gold and again there's all sorts of concern i get that I, so again this is not first of all not giving you financial advice anyway but again there's so many certain different ways of, of kind of trading this but I do think the combination of higher yields right now, and again, the options market, the last time the gold had a real strong bull market, again, from 2003, four, five, wherever you want to call it from, ending in 2011, the options market on ETFs were nowhere near where it is right now. And bond yields are juicy right now as well. That's how I see gold getting, or GLD getting, doubling from here, 2,200 to 400. Gold futures or, or spot gold going 2,000 to 4,000. It'll not be a straight line. I don't think so, but when gold starts to move, it really can move. So I'll give you some perspective. For example, uh, outside of the strong bull, gold run from 76, 77 into 79, of course, that's, you know, if you look at history, there's a reason why that run happened. But outside of that one, let's take the gold run from, let's say, 2003, 2020, 2020 2011, there were periods of multiple months and about a 30% pullback. So gold can get volatile, particularly when it has strong moves, but those are typically when the backdrop is there, gold will, will recover and it'll be a beautiful time to, again, sell bull put spreads or again, again, a thousand different ways. Without ranting too much and rambling on too much, which I know I'm probably doing, in a nutshell of 15 minutes, this is how I think gold can double from here. And honestly, uh, and I'll end on this because I know I said it before, so I, I do want to honor uh, the, the you know, everyone listening to this, I did talk about an, an, a more outlandish target at 8,000. Going from 2,000 to 4,000 is one thing. 8,000 would be a 300% move from here. Again, it has happened before. 
gold has moved 300% before, it can do that. And I think especially when the word the backdrop is, and by the way, Bitcoin, and I'll end on this, I promise, the whole air, the whole around Bitcoin and why people are investing in it, those people tend to, and I will, I will humbly say at least 30, 40% of those Bitcoin people don't like gold, but a lot of them still do like the idea of gold as a store of value. So there is, there is that correlation and I'll, maybe I can do this and I can, if you're watching this on YouTube, I can, you can watch the chart. Otherwise you can just listen to this. But what I'm doing now is that I'm trying to show a correlation of gold versus Bitcoin. Now, obviously, and again, this should go without saying, Bitcoin is a gazillion times more volatile than gold. However, the correlations are there. So particularly if you zoom in right now, over the past number of years, we will note that Bitcoin and gold are very similar in the way they move. So again, there's that notion as well. So if Bitcoin goes up, I would argue that gold should go up as well. Anyway, listen, folks, I hope this was helpful. Happy holidays to you. I will probably be back once or twice more this, this year with another podcast, but I'm looking to, looking forward to 2024. 2023 has been a very difficult year macro-wise. Not a lot of stuff made sense to me, of course. I think I always speak for me. And I'm hoping 2024 will make more sense. We made a lot of money in owning Bitcoin, by the way, just holding it. That's one nice thing that happened. But I think a lot of weird crosswinds and tailwinds. But one of the things, and I'll sneak pick, I'll sneak preview this. One of the things that we like is a yield curve steepener for 2024. And I can talk about what that means uh, more as we go, go forward. Mm -hmm.